Hi, this is Eli from the Magic Highway Podcast, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Form Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. I'm here today with George, Christian. And uh, if you guys can tell from the beginning of that episode, uh, we are now on the BS Podcast Network. So be sure to give them a check out. We're really, really excited that they gave us a chance and added us on their on their network of amazing podcasts. But- I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It's time to step up, guys. I think everyone in this room feels the energy and and we need to, to ride this this wave that the BS Podcast has provided us. Yes, absolutely. We in agreement? I can't swim, but I'll I'll flail in the wave. I got you. All right, let me rephrase that. Let's be electric tonight. If well, I think everybody swimming would get shocked then though. We're gonna get away. We're gonna get away from the swimming and we're gonna be electric. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dry electric. I like electric. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Dry electric. Well, anyways, everybody, we're very excited today because today we have Mr. Zavi Harrell. Nice to be here, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we. I mean, so I we all three of all four of us went to middle school together, and then you and I went to high school together. And George played. I think we. Yeah, the three of us were on for wrestling together. Zavi. Just a little bit of foosball. Yeah, then we did what freshman year? I think you only did wrestling wrestling year. Yeah, Yeah. so we did. We all did wrestling freshman year. But uh, more importantly, you're you're acting now. Yes, sir. I am. So we're we're very excited to have you on here because here on this podcast, you know, there's all the big movies, you know, get plenty of coverage. But I feel like smaller actors, you know independent film stuff like that that stuff needs to be covered too and i feel like we we do a better job at covering that here so uh without further ado zavi go ahead and let everybody know how you kind of got started in acting all right man so the getting started process is always you know the interesting and everybody's looking for the key recipe on how to do it um and honestly it started from the moment of sitting in my dorm room sitting there with maybe like a bag of cheeses looking out in the room in the window just wondering what am i going to do with my life knowing this is exactly what I wanted to do the whole time. So really I had to decide that, you know, I'm going to stop sitting here and doing something that I don't want to do and actually pursue what I wanted to do. Um, so after that, I started looking into showcases. I started looking to like talent shows and different, you know, acting in theatrical schools. Cause I was all the way in Wisconsin, literally across the country, you know what I mean? And it wasn't where I needed to be. So I established where I needed to be, how I wanted to do it. And then after that, I ended up going to a showcase in LA. I literally had no money. And my mother was like, well, I don't know how you're going to get back to you know LA, but you can figure it out. So I figured it out. <laughs> Shout out to you know some of the friends out there. And I went there. I showed out. I did my thing. And Loretta Devine, um, she's an amazing, amazing actress. And she told me, you know, basically, I have everything I need. I just don't have the level of confidence I need to be there. So I did the showcase. They loved me, but in turn, it never turned out to anything. Um, and then after a while, I started going to little like more showcases in person and performing, you know, kind of like in auditoriums and theaters and such like that. And I started getting a little bit more recognition. And then people started coming up to me. I was like, hey, man, you, like you got an agent or anything or do you have a manager? And I'm just like, you know, I got me. That's that's really what it came down to. And then after that. I got in touch with somebody and I ended up booking my first 
major role um i thought i made it i still can't say the name to this day because it hasn't been released but it was with some huge a-listers that would have you know elevated my career all the way to the top and then when that got shunned down on two people we're just going to say some fast and furious people who decided not to work together anymore then it was like oh well we're not going to shoot this movie so i was like well there goes my one shot that i thought i did something oh, and that's rough that's rough. awful <laughs> awful um and so after that i ended up just looking on like backstage and looking at all these different you know acting agents and different people i can reach out to and i would start sending them emails because everybody's like well you got to mail in your stuff and send it and wait for a response and i was like i don't have time for that i've always been a sharpshooter and if i can get in front of you i can make you believe who i am you know what i mean so i sent an email and i would say um are you oh i was listening to john legend at the time and i put all of me casting so i made it look like as if it was like a show or a project looking for actors you know through the agency so i put all of me casting then under that i would be like um do you have a creole actor based in los angeles named xavier harrell well me either and i'm tired of long walks in the rain so maybe you know we could have dinner or something it was something corny and cheesy and then i ended up you know booking my first big major agent man and then after that it's just been a roller coaster of like getting huge auditions and back to back and i've been in the room with from you know zendaya to i didn't see people from the notebook i'm gonna like, have to jump in. zendaya as pretty as everyone says she is i gotta you. confirm this let me tell you george um you see zendaya on twitter you see zendaya on instagram yes that yes. is zendaya in person okay okay <laughs> i is, figured I it figured. is amazing is she, is she tall like I, I feel like she's pretty tall right yeah okay so everybody thinks she's like six foot but she's really she's like a solid five ten. Oh, so she's my height basically yeah. okay yeah, I you know, throw some heels on her. <laughs> exactly. Like it. Okay. It's y'all yeah, gonna get me in trouble, but <laughs> yeah, no. We can keep going. Cool. You're going down a good path there. Um. Yeah. She. It was working with all these different peoples and like actually auditioning and you know getting the audition for you know Euphoria and all these different big projects that a lot of people don't get to see the behind the scenes work of us actually going in to these rooms and doing all that. I kind of started to become into this trend of just trusting my gut so really it was just a lot of perseverance man a lot of finding and researching and then deciding on okay well i know the traditional ways to do this but i'm not really trying to be traditional i don't like it it's kind of slow and i kind of want what i want now you know yeah that makes perfect sense if it, it kind of sounds like oh it's not going to fall to me i got to go out and get it which a lot of people you know you know, coming from the music background, a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, I'm good. People are just going to come to me. Well, yes, that's right. somewhat true, but you got to put in work. Like, it's not just going to fall into your lap. So were you, I had to go back. You were, were you catfishing agents in a way saying <laughs> this all of me uh, casting and presenting yourself? I think that is one of the most cleverest ways to do it. Like, absolutely, George. Absolutely. Did you have even Max coming to your calling you? Hey, yeah, we're we're trying to figure out who this Zob Carol is. Do you know who this is? No, little, okay, so it only backfired one time. Like one <laughs> one agent was like, Don't you think this is a little misleading? And I was like, Well, I mean, you opened the email, so I mean I kind of got my point That's across. I'm, I'm hearing from you. Obviously, it worked. Exactly. I won. Oh my god. Yeah, so it was I mean, it got the job done, you know, because they look at thousands of emails a day man you know what i mean and who's to say they're gonna look at your headshot and they look at your nose your ears everything to 
you know, whatever you're wearing. And the, the guy could be like, Something oh, well. has to stick out, right? Exactly. So, and it could be one thing about you that, that can remind them of like their ex-girlfriend or something. Like, oh, well, I don't like this kid. Keep on scrolling. You know, <laughs> something as meticulous as that. So at the end of the day, you are a commodity in your, your you know, in yourself. So it's like, I'm going to show you me because you don't have me yet. But in order for you to get me, I'm going to show you a little something different. You know what I mean? I think that's just perfect. It sounds like a lot like what goes on at the Barstool podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big Barstool fan and following their their media and their content. And they're very outside the box and unconventional like that. I just I had to I had to bring them up. Well, it seems like it works. So, I mean, obviously, why not go for it? Definitely. So how does one get into these smaller films like where where's the where are the like these listings posted like how do you hear about them um so word of mouth um number one and there's these sites called actors access that's a major one for anybody that doesn't have an agent or a manager because it is actually the same like interface that the agents receive from the casting directors and submit their clients so actors access is an it's amazing platform um, you can find short films to industrial music videos. You can find major feature films sometimes on there. And Backstage is an amazing thing as well. Backstage.com. And LA Casting is a major one for commercials and you know print shooting and stuff like that. So being on those websites, being active um, so for just starting out, I would say that is the first thing you need to cop right there. Spend your little $68 for a lifetime of success because you invest in that and you can see all these breakdowns and sometimes you're lucky enough that a major casting director will just, you know, put it on the site because they're looking for, you know, brand new talent and, you know, different unique faces. And it's the same thing the agents and stuff get. It's just sometimes they get, you know, the huge network shows all the time. But if you're looking for a short film to build your resume, then it's right there. Oh, that's that's super. I, 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 I was wondering that because, you know, there's so many small independent films i know people i went to school with at northwest they were in the media department and they've gone on to do their own films and and pursue their career in media um and i was just always wondering that uh, what i do what oh no i, I was wondering how we're going to rotate these questions next oh, oh yeah sure so just, just jump in it's not formal so, okay okay i was just wondering because it's like a batting order you got to recognize it you're a coach hey let's come on now george has asked the question we last gotta bring game, in the righty last game i got 15 seconds on the court i need at least 20 minutes right? now come on let's right? go all right now that we got that out of the way here we go so you're saying that you basically did something unconventional <laughs> to get those people's attention and i think like you're pitted against thousands of other people trying to do just what you're doing so like that's one of the ways you handle it overall how does it like make you feel every time you go to like proceed and like you realize everybody else is trying to do this like how do you i guess internalize that or think about it that is a great question is it comes down to how are you unique when everybody's unique you know what i mean and it's like really man you have to decide in yourself that nobody else is going to be you because at the end of the day, nobody else can act better than nobody can be you better than you can be you. And once you learn that and process that is really not a thing. Um, as far as like actors and everything go, we get very insecure or very vulnerable because we have to go in a room for 30 seconds and be in, you know, shut down every wall 
that we're told in society and it's like all right now act for me like you know just in front of people you never met before and you got to sit there and cry or you got to act you know a little scared or something so i think it comes down to like in that moment of knowing that everybody is trying to be unique the the you mess up when you try to understand and try to be like oh well i got to be unique because at the end of the day if you just go in there being you you're not really doing anything but it seems like you're doing something so impeccable because they've never seen it before they've never seen you walk into the room and handle that situation but it's just foreign to them you know what i mean no i get it i get it that makes perfect sense so to so to piggyback off of that what it, it almost sounds like you know back when you know we were doing tournaments back in the day freshman year it's almost like when you can see your opponent and you're like sizing them up and you're like am i really like this is my competition you got to look at them you got to be like oh man I, I've never, I've, I've been in, you know, very high stress performance situations in front of major, you know, labels and reps and everything, but I've never done acting uh, professionally. I did like, you know, elementary school. I was like the prince or something. Oh, dude, all throughout elementary school, I was always like the lead. And then in middle school, I was like, I want to play, actually at the end of elementary school, I was like, I want to play guitar. <laughs> oh my God. Actor, gun, musician. Oh, Typical. Oh, Typical. Is that your next move, Zavi? Or, or, oh, did no, Austin sir. just predict that? Okay. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Don't bet on black. Don't bet on black. No, I never will. You will never see me pick it. Remember, we had, I think we had advanced guitar together. And then. Uh, I think, well, you were in advanced. I was an intermediate. Mr. Mr. No Hairline wouldn't let me go into advanced. Uh, even though yeah. I could play the advanced stuff. Yeah, you see, guys, I made it to advanced guitar. And I there's never. You put me and Austin next to each other, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just wouldn't work out. <laughs> No comparison. No comparison. You know, uh, Eric Andre, the comedian, he does the Eric Andre show and he just had a Netflix special. Mm. He went to college for music. He wanted to like, he was, he played upright bass and he was starting a band and he just, he dropped. He's like, this doesn't work. And now he's like a famous comedian. So I feel like that type of stuff happens all the time. It's funny, Austin. Now is that your next move? Are you going comedian? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not Actor, funny. musician to comedian. Okay. <laughs> Vanessa tells me on the daily how terrible my jokes are, but then she gives me the same dad jokes five minutes later. So I, I don't know where I stand, honestly. No, you're funnier. You're fun. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I support you. <laughs> okay. I um finding yourself. It's a very important thing in a person's life because, like, understanding that you're actually worth more than what you've been told in your life. It'll, it's revolutionary, right? Did you need drugs to do this, or did you find it on your own? This is people want to know, Zavi. You can't you can't be afraid right now. Afraid? Wow, that's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't need drugs. I mean, is we considered a drug nowadays? No, no. I I was more along the lines of psychedelics. Oh, psychedelics! <laughs> it's oregano. It, hardcore. You were oregano. in California. Yeah, I feel it's. The psychedelic psychedelic capital of the world. Psychedelic. Um, I mean, no, I haven't. Touched have you been it. to Florida? Yeah, Florida. I have bad. not been to Florida. Florida's more cocaine. But anyway, I had to ask because uh, you know, for everyone, it's different. For everyone's different. For <laughs> me, probably was a little psychedelics. <laughs> for somebody bit. else, right? Actor. What? What was it? What was it that helped you Chris find yourself? Snickers bar before I go on stage. <laughs> really I'm an animal. It. I'm in tune now. Um. The. Well, I will tell you, it's not cocaine and it wasn't psychedelics, but it's a little bit of something along the lines of, it's going to sound corny, uh, heart, man. I mean, you get, you get tired of, you know, somebody telling you you're not doing something or you got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. You know, we're programmed our whole life to follow these set of rules and to believe 
that we all fall into certain categories and like finding yourself you know if, we, if we're gonna get real close and personal here finding myself came up after like a major life devastation and i'm sitting in the room you know 12 hours a day trying to figure out like am i good enough to do this did i deserve this and you know everything going on like that and i guess the bottom line for for me you know finding myself was just that i was tired of it i was tired of being sad and i was tired of people telling me i'm not going to do this this and that when i've been doing that my whole life you know most definitely most definitely you were always a person there getting that was getting shit done you know and you know it's star athlete right like didn't you didn't you get like feet. didn't you get like the white letter for like doing all three varsity sports in one year or something like that man I, yeah i got it all i i, I think was, it was like a freshman year too have yeah. you have you gone for an acting position that requires you to be an athlete i feel it, is that something you've done man absolutely um they, okay little disclaimer he tried I, to be michael b jordan in the new creed film come on man he tried to replace I, that would have been amazing <laughs> <laughs> that, that i would have loved that actually I actually did get to do a boxing movie, but it never came out. Um, yeah, so there's a hit show right now called All American. I auditioned to play that role as well. Um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen yes. the show. It's a good Spencer show. James? It would have been, man, can you just see it? It would have been amazing. I, I Zombie, that was you. He, uh, <laughs> he, <a> star football <laughs> he did a good job in that role. I feel a, like, but there was times of like head assness. The cutback. <laughs> the head assness. The cutback. You got to let me loosen the brakes, coach. You know, like, can we make this? That's not his fault. That's the writer's fault. The writer's like, this is what the player would say. He'd say, let me loosen the brakes. No, Spencer James would say, let me get in the game, motherfucker. Like, I'm about to win this fucking game right now. Right. Definitely. Coach, don't, don't be trifling, dog. Come on. Dude, just let me in the game. Just let me in, coach. No, he, now he's a phenomenal actor. I, you know, great that he booked the role. But yeah, answer the question. Um, Major stuff. Yes, I've auditioned. You know, for all American, that was a major one for, you know, the football background. I've auditioned to be a basketball player. I've even auditioned to be a ballerina. That didn't really, you know, work out. I could see it. <laughs> I'm not really light on my toes, but you know, you you'll That's learn. Tough. You'll learn. I uh, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> or to the old like ghetto theater thing where it's like a rope and you can see right. they're just... suspending them from the rafters. That would be amazing. Just no control over. You're just bent over. Your legs are up in the air, and you're like, "Yeah, look at this pirouette." <laughs> <laughs> hey, movie magic, man! Movie magic. So, did you take like ballerina classes before this audition role? I is a class per se, not really a class. A okay. friend, <laughs> like okay. a friend, came over. Was like, "Hey, you know, I need to learn how to look like I know how to do ballet for ten years for thirty minutes. You know, can you help me out?" And I did it and I failed horribly. They didn't call me back or say good job or anything. I kind of just walked in there, did like a little spin, tried to go on my toes and that was it. <laughs> he just, he got up on his tippy toes and they were like, ah, we've seen enough. <laughs> Next person, please. Pretty much. Did his cutthroat is that? Oh yeah, the, absolutely. Is it is like, so walk us through going into an audition. Okay, great. Um, let's see. TV, movie or commercial. Yes. All right. What, what do we want, guys? What yes. do we want? Just, just, start, just start with one commercial. We vote, we'll vote really quick. I Let's start with commercial. I think we should yeah. go through all the. We'll start with commercial. We'll start that with commercial good. and just go to whichever one you feel is next. All right. So, commercial is the absolute most laid back, fun time there is as an actor. So, you go into the commercial, everybody looks like you. 
Um, like as far as size, color, hair, all that, everybody looks like you. There's babies crying in the waiting room. There's kids running around. There's like this huge white board of like all the different commercials that are about to happen, like for the audition. Um, you go in the audition, you say your name, you show your hands, you flip your hands, look to the left, look to the right. And then they say, okay, now we need you to act happy, surprised on the phone. You just seen the phone, you've seen somebody run out at you. And what do you do? And then you're like, okay, I'm going to put it all together. So then you do it. And then like, all right, thank you. Have a great day. And they're like the most ecstatic people that you've ever seen in your life. And then you walk out and then you go about your day and everybody else like, hey, man, you got an Instagram. And that's what it is. It's like two seconds. <laughs> then you find out those people that are like super ecstatic. They're just like, I hate my job. I hate my life. They got the crying kids in the waiting room. That's a great fucking insight right there. Actors have children. I just realized that. That's, they got to do something with their kids. kids. Whoa. Who would have thought people have kids? man? Especially. Uh, that's Especially actors. Especially actors. Um, okay, so let so for the movie pro like movie and TV are kind of around the, the same realm until you get a little bit farther in. You sitting in this waiting room, and now this is the most cold room you've ever been in in your life. Nobody's talking. There's not even one glass of water in sight. There's a little lady sitting there, you know, writing down, you go in, you sign in. Um, there's usually the casting assistant. They're really cool, but they don't really talk much. You sign your name on the paper. You sit there. You got your size, which is like, you know, your script that you're going to perform. You kind of look into the left and everybody's kind of looking right back at you. And you don't want to say nothing because like this is the person that could take your role. But at the same time, some people want to focus. There's usually some dude doing push-ups. There's always one dude doing push-ups. <laughs> 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 searching dominance. He's doing like the Superman, like upside down ones. Like, what's up, bitch? Handstanders. Oh my Handstanders. God. I can only imagine. This sounds like before a it's, football game. It's intense. This sounds um, like that wrestling. Not to go back, but that first wrestling tournament. There's a kid from like I want to say like Palo who's just pacing back and forth like 20 minutes for like the first match. Every time he's just he's just walking back for like, and then he gets like body time. 10 seconds into the match. But it's my time. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So there's something <laughs> doing push-ups. Is there a dude doing like Pilates on the other corner or something? <laughs> no, it's man. I'm I can I cannot be any more serious. There's always a guy doing push-ups for the most part. Um. But there's like, you know, everybody's sitting on the couch, you know, cold and focused. And then you go in the room and you always try to figure out who the casting director is. You kind of do a little bit of research, kind of see what their face is because you don't want that surprise aspect in your face. You want to look like you're confident. You know what you're doing. And if you've never seen what somebody look like, you know, you kind of always analyze them. So you go in, immediately find who the casting director is. And then there's a reader with you stand on a little tape or your mark. And they say, hey, how are you? And then you're like, oh, I'm great. You know, trying not to sound corny, but not trying to sound too like, I want this role so bad. Not to let them know you can cry at any moment. In the history of of auditions, anybody say, no, I've had a bad day. I've had a really bad day. There has to be somebody. There has to be. I feel like there is. But I mean, (laughs) at that point, you might as well not even show up. You You might lock down the role right there. They might be like, this dude is honest. I like this. And they're like, if we don't give this dude's voice, they kill us. Like, that is an honest guy right there. We got to have him. Just be like, no. Just go into like a super, just terrible, like fake, obviously fake sob story, and you'd be like, "Yeah, my dog got ran over." And I'm like, "Wow, it's so terrible." He's like, "Yeah, thank you, and scene." <laughs> thank and you. They're like, Bravo, we got to call him back. That would be So I got a hypothetical for you. Okay. Let's say you're going in for some sort of audition, and you reviewed all the material. You pretty much know what you're going to do when you walk in the building and give the the um audition. Mm-hmm. You're like, you, you, you're like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. You walk in, everybody else is juggling when you walk in. Okay. And you had knew nothing of juggling. What do you do? Are you threatened? 
Um, that is great. Okay. So I'm immediately threatened, but that's when you think on your toes. So one, you have, you have two choices. You can A, you can pantomime, which is fake juggle, or B, act funny. And that is always the best option. The Joey um, Diaz method. The best way. <laughs> the Joey Diaz method. What's up, cocksuckers? I show, I show my do. dick at least once an audition. It locks me down every role. No, he doesn't even <laughs> give tapes. They're like, we need you to send the tape. He's like, fuck you. And they're like, we love it. Come back. <laughs> we love it. Um, he sent one okay, to one guy okay. and they didn't even watch it. That's, so pantomime or be funny. Yeah. You'd be like, you decide to like do something totally off the wall that they weren't expecting. So instead of juggling, I mean, you, you dance or something, use whatever you have with you. Like there is no, you show up and you don't have what they need. You better make something up. See what I like is ditch the audition isn't an option at that point no it's like i'm gonna turn this disadvantage into an advantage exactly i like that Thank i you. would have immediately thought i was in the wrong room i would like no my audition <laughs> has got to be in a different room <laughs> i have made them, i have made a mistake <laughs> i'm supposed to be playing what, what's what's a oh, i can't even think of a role trying right to play now. john wick's son i'm not here to doing ringling <laughs> brothers come on <laughs> but but then i love the circus no we kill <laughs> Of y'all. Um, but yeah, man. So after that, you go in, you know, you do the performance that you feel like was good or bad, you know, or however you're feeling that day. And, you know, the casting director usually asks you to do it again, give you a few notes. Um, and then after that, you just walk out and just hope for the best. And honestly, the quicker you forget about it, the better it usually is. Um, because if you're sitting there thinking, Well, I could have did this, I could have did that, I could have did that, then you probably did awful. Um, just gotta move on. Yeah, you know, you, you just forget about it. How just does, forget about it. How does Zavi clear his mind after an audition? I figured that that's something you got to do. It's like when you take a test in college and you're just like, "Oh, I didn't study. I definitely bombed that." But let me get my mind off this beer pong. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I well, what I do every time after audition, I call Katie or I call Bria, and I'm just like. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that went, but you know, we're moving on with our lives. <laughs> and that's it every time. And then we just start a conversation about something random. And then, yeah, man, that's how that's how I get it off my chest. That audition did not happen. I didn't even know. I, I just I just blacked out. We're juggling in there. I just I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I just felt uneasy, man. Speaking of terrible auditions, do you know who Henry Rollins is? No, it's so he's, he's a punk singer. Christian told me this one. If you want to tell him about the Danny DeVito audition. Okay. Okay, so yeah, Henry Rollins, back in like the seventies, he was he sung with a punk band called uh, Black Flag. Yeah, Black Flag. And uh, anyways, he's like a big punk singer. Okay. And he but he like decided to do some acting later in his life, and he was telling this story about how he auditioned for a movie, and the guy he was auditioning for was Danny DeVito. Mm. Uh, and you know Danny DeVito, he's in Matilda. He's on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was uh. Bill and Hercules, Uncle twins, Uncle arguably Dan. his best role. <laughs> Not arguably, that is his best. Actually, role. I'm, I'm watching. It's always sunny now. It's always sunny is his best acting. He's 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 great so far, and I'm only he's one wrong. of his episodes. It's, it, I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm just saying Hercules is just like cream of the crop. Yeah, it's up. To, I'm, oh, I'm talking just Danny DeVito role, but not to not to sidetrack this. Okay. <laughs> um. So he's like Henry Rollins is auditioning to Danny DeVito, so he gets super nervous. He's like, holy crap. I'm auditioning for Danny DeVito, you know, and he like Danny DeVito's a good actor. He yeah. does comedy, but 
he's done some stage stuff and like like he you know if you're an actor you know like he was in a movie Rollins with respected it yeah he was right. in a movie with Pacino and De Niro yeah. So he's not like, oh yeah, I just was in Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse. No, he's like, yeah, I was in a movie with Pacino and De Niro. So he's he's a pretty decently sized actor now. So he decides, Henry Rollins, who's auditioning, decides, I'm not, I wasn't prepared for this. Like, so my new goal is to just scare the shit out of Danny DeVito with this audition. And he didn't describe what he did. I'm I'm assuming he like yelled and jumped around and just freaked him the hell out. And you know, it was, he's like, I'm throwing this way. I'm just going to try to scare Danny DeVito since I'm in front of, I guess, one of my idols. It'll be funny. <laughs> he got called back. <laughs> <laughs> Danny was like, I don't know what you did, but it was great. Oh, no, if, if anything's no. an example of sticking out, I guess. There you go. Just, There's your just start freaking the fuck out in an audition and just see how it goes. Well, you know, I mean, I might have to try that. I need to, I need to figure out something. <laughs> Oh, um, cuts his own arm off. What's going? I, I'll do anything. <laughs> I fucking come arm off for this. It's a prosthetic. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, no, it's not. Call back. Call back. All right, okay. Honestly, I I want to think of a way that we can get you the next role in here. Can we can, can we be creative right now and see what he could do in this next audition? We're, we're podcasters. We're not creative. I'm a juggling one. I think go in there and just whatever you do, act and juggle. I think that's act a lock. Juggle. If you emoted perfectly without breaking attention while juggling, I think they'd be so like freaked out. They'll be like, I don't know what that was. That was impressive. Can you imagine that guy <laughs> acting without juggling? He must be fucking amazing. It's going to be a little expensive. Take some cooking lessons. Cooking. Bring in a little skillet with you, a little, little like battery powered little, mm-hmm. oh and just God. cook while you're doing it, but make them like a really good dish and then give it to him afterwards. That's like a bribe. But put your like business card like in like if you make filet mignon, just stick it in the filet mignon. Like you go, my dog. There you go, sir. You go, dude. Just eat. I mean, it sounds great, but you know, I got ten seconds. I can't. I can't wield in a pot and a little bit of seasoning. They get they get ramen noodles. Then they can't they can't complain. It's free food. That is crazy. Maybe okay. So my mom always told me, uh, you finish an interview, you always call them back and thank them for uh, the interview. That is true. Do you like? ever try to contact the the people that gave you the audition and they're like hey thanks oh absolutely okay. not <laughs> absolutely that's not. A, that's a good so not to not to cut you off but with with music what we did and what led to us almost getting signed was every time we played a venue we would write it we would give an actual thank you card to the, like the venue owner oh wow and we'd be like hey thanks for the opportunity or like when we would play with a big national act and they like mm-hmm. we had a couple that would pick us like kyle gas tenacious d the other half we opened for him a couple of times and the last two times he's like oh i want that band to come back and play again and we're like okay we'll come Score. play and so we, we would write them a, a like a personalized thank you card wow. and i think one time we even gave them like like a ten dollar starbucks card and they wrote us back and they're like hey man that was really cool that's two drinks right there let's do ventis that's dope i mean it's like <clears throat> it's just so nerve-wracking i feel it would be like i also feel like you might is. not be able to get a hold of these people true, true. as well like yeah, the casting I mean, agent you just be like hey and then like your assistant gets it and it's like ah <laughs> trash all right, you said it's thank possible. You, um, it's like okay, so you can see the cast and director's email and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know that's your agent's job and your manager's job. They talk to them, they go back and forth. You don't want to seem like the needy actor unless you already have a relationship with this cast and director. So let's say Austin, you cast me, you know, to play in this amazing, you know, star role, and you know i book it with you and then you're casting a new movie and then you see me again then i could be like oh hey man it was good seeing you and then you know email you thank you for having me out again and then you continue to build that relationship 
But when you first start out um, for like a cast director you've never met before, you don't want to be that guy hitting them up right after like, hey, I just auditioned for you yesterday. Like, do you remember me? Because you go in there, you do your thing. They're going to remember you regardless. And they they're going to see you again. You know, Mm -hmm. no, I definitely the agent part makes the most sense. Like if my agent isn't trying to bust his ass to fucking get me roles. I, have you have you had the same agent throughout your entire time there? Or? No, actually, I had um, a really big agency. I'm not. I'm not going to name. Drop. Put, no, he might have some NDAs. He can't. He can't say nothing about. If we want Zavi to have some money, we right or a career or a career um, or okay. life. All right, but so after the podcast, I want you to tell me who they are, and I'm going to fucking shit on them on Twitter. You know, I probably wouldn't do that either because they could just trace it back. And be like, uh, are they in I, I'll, 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 I, it's my burner account. It's my burner, <laughs> it's account. My burner account. It's my burner account. Let I'm, me know. I got you. I know totally you not a cop. <laughs> I know you do. That's the crazy part. Oh, oh. oh man. No, I, I had a, a really big agent um, because I was, you know, I, I was dealing with that really big movie or whatever. And it just didn't work out, man. He was he was awful. Um, they were awful as a whole. But I've been I've been blessed enough to come in encounter with my new agents. Um, shout out to them, the Zephyr Town. They're amazing. Um, they're, they're a lot more personable, man. I can call them right now on my phone, and they're a great time. And they actually spend the time to be like, oh, so you know, what do you prefer? What do you do like this? And then my manager, she's one of the top managers in the game. She's amazing. Um, she goes all out. She goes all out. She will call them. She will talk to them. And she will sit on the phone for 13 hours until you know exactly who Xavier Harrell is. And that's what I appreciate. So I didn't have the same agents and managers. Um, it's been a process. I, I got dropped um, maybe two years ago in November, right on my birthday. They sent me an email saying, happy birthday, Xavier. But by the way, we're going to go with a different route. Oh, those <laughs> assholes. And they sent me a gift card wow. too. That's a crazy. No, Zobby, who hurt you? So who bad. hurt you, Zobby? Let us know who hurt oh you. Oh my god, <laughs> that's I terrible, will send man. Him a box of CC's poop. Now that's <laughs> that's the next step because tweets won't do it on your birthday. <laughs> on my birthday, but you know, it's the industry. One door closes, cliche. Another one opens. Um, you gotta kick it open though. Just kick, <laughs> kick that door open, man. Just let him let it close. I'm Zobby. What's good? Just kick it open. Really? Is I mean, I would love to keep the door open. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready, but no, man, they're, yeah, my agents now, they're great. I audition for major stuff all the time. Even when it's slow, they're going in, I'm getting beautiful stuff. I just auditioned for this um, lead role in a movie, and I can show you guys after this. You know, this is audio, no video. Score. <laughs> um, wow, it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> right, tell the people who made me look better. There's people in here. Wow. <laughs> and it's shot with a camera. There you go. That's all you get. That's it. So yeah, man, it's great. It's great moving on. So, uh, so when you were telling us, you know, very early on, uh, we've had some some guests on before who do special effects, makeup, and all that. And the way they kind of got started was they did a lot of student films. And I mean, it's it's probably different for an actor because an actor you need to have, you know, I don't want to say prestige, but I guess prestige. You know, I get a, mm -hmm. hey, I actually did really good roles. Have you ever like considered doing that? Like ever just hey, you know, let me be in a student film pay me x because you know i know you're broke because you're living on ramen but <laughs> not broken ramen um absolutely um i feel like the the student films sometimes they are a diamond in a rough man that's where you meet you know your lifelong industry friends you don't know who's the next who or who they are right now and it's like the student films are the fun 
you know, not so stressful and you, everybody just gets to come out and do what they love. You know, the student films are they go hard for what they do because they're fresh out. They want to get something done and they're excited. And I love working with people that are excited. So I would love to do a student film. It's it just depends on what it is like. I'm just not going to be out there, you know, having myself submit for student films. But if it's somebody I know or I read the script and I think it would be like a dope challenging role that you know people will see me in as a festival or it was just like a great collaborative process because i've worked with certain people before yeah i'm i'm all for it because the student film is where it gets down and dirty you can't be scared to go to the roots of it all you know what i mean you you want to be a major movie actor but you're scared to work with the people that are learning to do that like yeah it's it's great that's that's such a good point like so how who have you met so far um going through this process that has made it I, I or i guess you could say technically made it on major films or major tv shows like have you met people you met zendaya what are you talking about <laughs> he saw zendaya at an audition <laughs> i mean i've talked to her we're cool <laughs> oh, shot a shot bro oh absolutely he walks in and he goes yeah hey, i'm just kidding i'm not ousting anybody he goes i loved you on disney channel Great work. Great You asked it to this day, she probably won't remember it. But I remember it. That's the problem. Um, no, we're she know my name. It's um no man, I've I've met a lot of people. I've I mean, my some of my closest friends are on shows right now. Shout out to Lee. Um, well his name is Adonijah. He was just on The Rookie. Um, my friend Salone, he's the star of his own show called Dwight and Shining Mm -hmm. Army. It's a great show. You should check it out. It's on BYU or BYU TV. Um, my closest friend KD, he's been on Atlanta. He's been on this new show coming out called P Valley. You might have seen it on Twitter. So I've I've met everybody around me is like doing something. So I've met I've met quite a lot of people, man. I've met a lot of people on the All American cast. I've met a lot of people on Empire. I've actually got the audition for that twice. So I've seen that's pretty cool. I've seen them all, you know, and not all of them, absolutely not. Um, but I've seen a good amount of chunk of people. I can't be like, oh, I remember this this, this person, but it's, it's been a journey. I like I can call people right now that are on TV shows and you'd be like, oh, I know this guy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was just with him at the barbecue the other day, you know? <laughs> the community is that tight. Do, do, I, do, are there a lot of people that oust people like, or they are like, stay to themselves? Or do those people usually not? No, definitely. There's people that stay to themselves. Absolutely. It's, it don't, okay. I'll put it this way. Hollywood is everything you hear it to be. And then it's also absolutely not what you think. So everybody there is a little bit. It's different and it's unique. There's some people that I don't really want to be bothered by anybody. And then you see like you see them are super comedic on TV and then they're on set and they're like not talking. They're chilling. They're just eating, you know, just vibing out. Um, I think it really just depends on the person. So there's a lot of people that are different than what you appear because, you know, we see these characters and we fall in love with these characters and they feel so real to us. So when you see this person, you expect them to be like that. And they're usually the total opposite. Um, I'm a very, you know, calm and chill person. But you see me rowdy, you know, trying to rob a jewelry store or something. I don't want you to expect that from me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not walking around. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just, you know, it, it's definitely different depending on the person. So earlier you were talking about how one of your problems was somewhat lacking confidence and you were talking about having heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with, with, with acting and music and different types of art, 
typically like when somebody gets their first crack at it, they're not super confident. They're like, they're holding back a little. They're like, I don't know if people think this is like lame or if I'm doing it wrong and people are going to like dunk on me for it or, or what it might be. But then when people start noticing like you're talented and it's cool, then you start showing it more. I feel like a dilemma that acting has is you might not get that recognition. You have to go like all out from the get go. Absolutely. Would you say that's true? Yeah, that is that is a great that's a great point actually. Um, I definitely believe it. You have to go all out at first because with acting, man, it's such an emotional invested game. If you don't go all out, somebody can tell when you're being fake. You know what I mean? It's you you feel the true essence of somebody that's acting. I I always say acting is living somebody else's truth, and you're not gonna go in there and not give it your all and expect to be the best. And there are some actors that are phenomenal, like that aren't as big as some of these major actors are today. So if going hard and it wasn't even enough for them, you can't expect to go less than that and think you're going to go one stepping stone higher. You know what I mean? There's people that are blessed with the ability to superstardom. And then there's people that are so good at acting and just the very essence and core of what acting really is. And these people, you will never know their names because, you know, they do it because they love it. They're on Broadway or they're on a movie that isn't, you know, playing every single weekend. But really, they're dope actors. So you have to go hard. If you don't go hard, you you shouldn't be in the game. You know. I, I hear a lot of like sports zombie coming out with this acting. How, so to go back to that, how, you know, being, you know, very competitive in sports and going to state and all that. And I'm assuming you went to college for sports. Yes. How did that? translate into your your work ethic for for acting like what did you take away from sports that is helping you now um i took away the consistency of it but believe it or not actually going into it i didn't look at it like that i was like well i was a football player and i'm gonna just let being a football player be in the past and i'm gonna be an actor today um and that absolutely did not work it was awful because that was who i was you know me being that competitive rowdy working hard and working behind the scenes is what you need in the acting where you need the consistent, you know, workload. And it took a minute for me to get my confidence until my lady was like, you know, you're a beast on the field. You do that. You just turn it on, turn it off. What's the difference from acting? And I, so now I apply the, just the mentality. And that goes from being a musician to being a football player to anybody it's a different mentality when you have to perform and you have to be present in that exact moment. And that moment only lasts, you know, two or three hours. But the practice and the lead up to that is, you know, a multitude of 10, 15 hours and trying to perfect this one thing. You can, you know, try to perfect a riff for, you know, 12 days. But then at, you know, the performance night, they see it, you do it one time and it's like, oh my God, that kid's amazing. And then, you try to catch a football, you're trying to do a route and you run that route 50,000 times at practice. And then on the game, it's a game winning touchdown. And it only takes one time. So I think what I brought to that or my acting ability now is really just the mentality of it. Um, it's the mentality of being consistent, working hard and that you're going to have to show me that I'm not good enough. And at this point, nobody can show me that because it's already up here, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's that's a very cool way of, of putting it. You know, that's people don't see the work that goes into it. You know, the reps that go into perfecting something, or even just you know being good at something. You know, like nobody sees it. Uh, so 
you've been on several sets, it sounds like. Go ahead and talk us through, you don't have to be specific on what you were working on, but talk us through what it's like being, because we've heard what it's like on the special effects side, you know, doing molds and, and makeup and all that from our previous guests. But we want to hear from you, you know, as an actor, what's it like being an actor on set? It sounds like you're probably a little bit more directly involved in front of the camera than, say, our special effects guests mm -hmm. that we've had on before. It's, man, it is a once in a lifetime experience. Every time you go on, acting is like breathing when you go up there. It's so effortless. Like, so you get to, you get to set, you're waiting up for the call sheet that you don't get until like 2, 3 a.m. Everybody knows this. And you finally get it. You show up on set. They bring you to your trailer. So you're looking around and there's just a whole bunch of people running around and you get this like overwhelming feeling. You go to your trailer. There's a shower in there. There's a bathroom. There's a bed. There's a couch. There's a little TV, depending on what you're working on. Um, and then you sit in there with your lines or you sit in front of your trailer, man. You know, you chop it up with the makeup artist when they call you in. So you start your trailer, then you head to makeup. You're sitting in makeup, you know, talking with all them. They're doing your makeup and everything. And then after that, you may have, you know, lunch before your call time even starts. So you go to lunch and it's, you know, great buffet style and you're doing it. And after that, they call you to set or they tell you first team or, you know, whatever you're doing. And you get on a little shuttle bus, you go to set, you go to the location and then you have somebody stand in for you. You just kind of wait and be like, all right, you know, I'm up. You walk in, you hit your mark. And it's just so many lights and there's just like, you know, this huge camera in front of you. And then right then and there, it's all right. You have to be in the moment and nothing exists. So I guess being on set, man, is really it's different each time. It's really like the basics is, you know, you get there, you go to your trailer, you study your lines, you kind of go over with the AD or the director, or the PA that comes and gets you. Um, you go to makeup. And then you head to set and you wait until you go. And then, you know, cameras rolling and it's game time where as opposed to like, you know, a independent project, it's always moving around and it's running around and the actors are sitting there with, directly with the director and the crew. And you guys are all chopping it up like a big family. So the actors being on set is really, it's like, it's like a playground for us. You know what I mean? It's like, we literally go there and sit down. Like, all you want me to do is act. Like I get paid to act. So you sit in the trailer, man, you read your script and really being an actor on set, there's a lot of downtime. So it can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming because let's say they have you on set at 6 PM and you don't film till 12 AM. So you're just kind of like sitting in your trailer. So you kind of find things to do. You walk around, you kind of talk to everybody, you kind of pick people's brain. And when you get on set, you just, you know, have a blast, man. That is so cool. I, I, that is a great question. Cause it's, I feel like I've always wondered that I'm like, so who works the hardest on a set? Cause it sounds like you guys got it. Like you guys are the cupcakes of the group. Yeah, Zobby does. What do you mean? Zobby's yeah. hard work. <laughs> right. We're, we're definitely the to to juggle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any movies that want to sign Zobby hardest working man ever. He's the ever. hardest. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Leo. Nothing. Who's the second hardest working person on set second behind you? Hardest work. Yeah. I say the AD. So the AD, the assistant director, man, they are making the call sheets. They are in charge of safety. They're in charge of running everybody else in the crew. They have to talk to the director of photography about the shots. They have to create the shot list. You know, generally they have to talk to whatever the director wants to go on. They gather all the extras and everybody that's going on. They're in charge of them. And then on top of that, when they make the call sheet, they have to look at everybody on the crew. 
everybody on the cast, everybody on the crafty, find the nearest hospital and all that, put it on a paper and send it out to each and every one of you and then still answer all the questions on the microphone or the walkie talkie and then still be present and talk to the actors and be like, oh, well, you know, the director said this and contrary to believe they're the ones that call action. Really? They call it. Well, you know, depending on the director, though, but they'll be like, are there some right. directors with like big dick energy that are like, yeah. no, I'm the act. I'm that. They, yeah, they, they, the <laughs> they, they paint it with a little zebra Just stripe. Smack it right on their hand. Exactly. <laughs> no, Dude, man, that, that's crazy. That Tarantino directs like that. <laughs> oh, definitely. He, he's definitely calling action on his own set. But it's generally sometimes the directors just kind of sitting there, man, on their chair and they, and you know, they say, if the, AD would be like, you know, camera speeding, sound speeding, and then they look at the director and they give him the, you know, the head nod and they're like, action. And then the director's like, all right, they'll have like their sound thing. They'll be like, that's a cut. The AD be like, all right, that's a cut. And that's what it is. So the director, they'd be chilling behind the monitor for the most part. They do more behind the scenes work than what people think directors do on set. Well, I'm assuming they probably sit in with the editors and, and have to go over every little detail. Like, no, I want yes. this cut. I want that cut. I want the cinematics to drop here. I want, you know, the pick back up here. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming it's a lot more of the, of the production as mm -hmm. opposed to just the actual recording. Exactly. I've seen from based on what I've know about like movies from what movies portray movie scenes as right. I see directors as people that like go out in the middle of a shot and then they'll like talk to you. Have you ever had a director talk to you like before a shot and explain to you like what he wants? Yes, absolutely. They do. They, it depends on the size of the set and depending on like what your role is. So for example, if you're like a co-star and you have like, you know, maybe two or five lines, they may walk up to you before shooting starts and be like, Hey man, I want you to say it like this, or you did great in your audition to do it exactly like that. And then you'll never see it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like bigger sets that, and you're like, you have a more prominent role or at an independent project, they'd be like, yeah, you know, let me sit down and talk to you, tell you kind of what the character's kind of going through. And you know, this is what I want you to do. And then, or you do it away and they're like, oh, can you try it a little bit less this way? Or, you know, can you be a little bit more mellow? But really you talk to the director before like shooting and stuff comes to play and you kind of have an essence of the character. So if you do something a little bit different on set, they may come over and be like, hey, can you do it this way? Or, you know, move your arm or cheat this way. So they do do that. It's there. It's just, they pick and choose the moment. Okay. Okay. I can see it. It's like a coach. You don't always yeah. want to yell at your players all the time. They won't like you. Unless your last name is Hatch. Well, that's just special. There's special creatures in this world. <laughs> glad I, I'm glad I was able to hit that PTSD moment no, I, with you guys. I like, uh, I like to think that like some actors are like really just like hard asses and like just expect perfection. Is that is that the case or are most of them like really nice guys? It'll it'll get fixed in, in post. It's fine. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Um, Yes and yes to that question. Um, there's actors that are out there, man. They're just they think they are walking around, and you have to kiss their knees. You know what I mean? But there's also some actors that are so humble, man, that like you feel bad that you're talking to them, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, come over, come eat, you know, come chill." So it goes hand in hand. Honestly, there's a lot of actors that are just normal people. You know, they're they're not really too crazy but there are some sticks in the mud out there we got to be better actors we got to be better but there are some great people too you know who would you say that you've met that is like been that mentor like a big name person that is like giving you some words of advice zendaya 
<laughs> I'm just gonna keep going back. I want to know those words of advice after the show. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> not after the show. Um, uh, Jonathan McDaniel. So Jonathan McDaniel, if you guys don't know him by his name, he played um on That's So Raven. He plays Ravens, you know, love interest. He was a light skin on there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, days of That's So Raven. Right. That's So Raven was a hit, man. Or what was his name? The Orlando? I think it was Devon. The dude who went psycho? Oh, you're talking. Oh, yeah. He was the, the person that's the, that's the song, friend. right? You, no, I know, I know that's favorite. her friend, but I know mm-hmm. it's not the dude he's talking about. I'm just saying, like, the good old days back when he was on the show. <laughs> yeah, the, the good old times. What'd you say? That song, uh, I'm gonna get you back. That was for him, right? <laughs> yeah. That, yes. That was one yes. of the greatest songs from That's So Raven. He's. If it's the last thing I do. Okay, George. George, are Am you I sure you're auditioning right now? Yeah. I'm gonna get you back. Okay. I gotta see this through. I'm gonna get you back. If it's the last thing I do. Wow. Beautiful. Let me, Call I, back. I, I didn't know I, I didn't know I needed to bring my guitar, man. I'll I'll go bring it next Call episode, back. but yeah, that was wonderful. I can we? I I need to know your manager, and we I need to know your agent. <laughs> we might manager. have to Let's actually go. charge for episodes now, just because that George dropping dropping R and B lick that over here. Copyright, right? Yeah, yeah. The machines <laughs> are gonna pick that, that up was... like it's the original track. Why did you play that? That is copyrighted material, sir. You used the. You didn't even try to like mimic it. You just took their straight up voice track from the song and put it in the episode. That part was identical that, right there. That's, that's in me us. away right there. That's it. <laughs> so okay, I, I forgot. Did, what did he what were the words of advice that he He basically to you? gave me we were working on um this show called Land of No Pity and he really just gave me the essence of really just being true to yourself on set. Um he really just showed like the actual genuineness genuineness of being like a human being that has to like transpire into a totally different character. Um, he is the, you know, coolest, calmest person I've ever met on set. And then the scene, he's like cussing everybody out, screaming and shedding a tear. And then he walks back over like, yeah, man, you like, how you doing today? And I'm just like, <laughs> well, well, teach me how to do that. Um, so he just, he would really talk to you, like pull us to the side or like talk, but he would talk to us as a friend not necessarily talking at us or talking, making us feel beneath, like kind of just talking with us and saying, you know, this is our lifestyle everywhere. Just carry you into, you know, each set and every character. And it shows that you don't have to change yourself to be a star or anything like that because he stays exactly true to is. So that's a major lesson I learned that I keep with me is really just who I am on screen. I'm going to be the character, but Walking around on set, I'm going to be me, regardless. Oh God! Very nice. Well, Zavi, uh, do you have you have a question, Chris, real quick before we yeah kind of wrap this up? Yeah. I want to make sure you get your questions in, Chris. You're have important you ever done too. Any... I, got, I got one more before. I, it's let's it's get him. Let's get after him. Chris. After Chris, let's I got absolutely one more. get him. Have you ever done any port? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the real question. You don't have to answer that. It's okay. <laughs> Unless you have a normally <laughs> story, you don't have to. That's answer definitely that. where the director's calling action with Chris, his dick right there in Pornhub. <laughs> oh come, no! Come on, Chris. Yeah, Chris, if, you Chris if this corn, is your question, and then, and then so I was like, "Well, actually, I had to make money somehow." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just ask the question, Chris. <laughs> okay. All right. Have you ever done any stage theater before? Oh, um, 
maybe when I was younger, I've always wanted to do it at school, but football was always in the way. So I've, I've done it when I was like, you know, 10, 11. And I can't even remember the play that I did, honestly, but I do love it. I love live theater. I love musicals. I love every aspect of it. I love Hamilton. So if you haven't watched Hamilton, go watch Hamilton. Oh, it's on Disney Plus now. It is. It's amazing. It is it amazing. See, that's the thing that was like, so I, I did musicals for band all throughout high school. And I was like, I, like, I remember you were telling me a couple years ago, you're like, hey, I'm acting now, you know, stay tuned for this. I was like, oh, it's awesome. Where the fuck were you in high school? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't remember you acting in like, in any I went of these. to the next level. Yeah, and which is, I passed you by. which is going to lead me to my next question. But I'll ask that after, after George asks, asks his, but yeah, I was just like, wait a minute. It's, it's hilarious because Zavi, I think, went back to Cheyenne and spoke to the Cheyenne theater <laughs> students. Yeah, and they were like, who the fuck are you? It'd be like me going and talking to like the Look track team. Too good for us, right? <laughs> like me going to the track team. Like, yeah, I ran a mile in eight minutes. What about you? <laughs> be like, right. Eight oh. minutes? All oh right, dude. God. Okay. My question is, how does one cry on command? I've always wondered this about actors. What's the trick? Don't make them do it. <laughs> I don't want them to do it here. That's <laughs> the trick. I got tissues if, if you do want to. <laughs> but how does one do it? Oh, man. You and me both are wondering that question. <laughs> no, um, okay. So onion perfume. Onion perfume always works. But they tell you, oh, think of a very sad moment. And that for me personally, that just doesn't work. So the first time I actually was able to do it, like just it wasn't on the spot. Like I still can't do it on the spot. You have to give me some emotional like context and I have to go through some things and then I can do it. But like the first time I was actually able to do it. Uh, my really good friend KD were on set we're acting we're brothers and like our brother just died and he's just like all right man I'm about to cry you know make sure you cry too you can get it out this is what we're feeling I'm like yeah man I'm not gonna be able to cry and then director's like all right we're gonna get a shot up and then so they're bringing the camera straight to us and I'm looking at him I'm like oh you better not <laughs> he just started busting out and like super tears crying and we did it 16 times exactly 16 times then on the 16th time I'm like bro, I can't cry. Like, what am I supposed to do? And like, I feel it. Like, I feel sad. Like I feel for my brother. That's not there. And he just crying. He's like, all right, this is what you do. Look at me, stare me straight in the eye and you will feel it. And I'm like, all right, bro. He's going to show you the cry G spot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> Literally, it was the cry G spot. Oh, wow. That is a great way to put it. Oh, <laughs> Bobby will have acting lessons up after this episode. So please stay tuned to find out about the crying G spot. <laughs> the crying G spot. Episode one. Um, Yeah. And I literally, he was just like, just stare at me. And I'm just like, all right. And I'm staring at him. And I'm looking at this man crying and it's sad. Like, it's awful. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you're really crying right now. And in turn, it made me cry. So real empathy. That that would be the key. Like, really feel bad for somebody and really cry. I mean, I'm still figuring it out. Um, if I have to cry, I will cry. But just like right there on the spot, I don't know. I don't know. But Contravious Harold, he's out there. He'll tell you. Okay. He, got the, he has the secrets. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thanks for making Zavi uncomfortable. You guys can make some money off that. I think costume was headed down the right path. That's there. how you make money these days. Go on any YouTube channel and they'd be like, Create an sign up for fans. my new, no, 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 just sign up for my free course. <laughs> of, yeah. Uh, free for four payments of forty nine ninety five, And I too can tell you how to make $150,000 a month using drop shipping from Amazon. And Forex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
You didn't do that. No, I love Dave Walker. You guys got to check out for it. You can make money on it. Like, can we not like it? it have there's there are benefits to it, but it takes you make takes money time. on anything, really. Only fans. If you only fans. Yeah, they be making money, man. Go go with an only. <laughs> I know people are making like like fifty thousand a month, and I'm like, I'm making like not even half that a year <laughs> no, in salary. I, I completely am promoting Cameron to do it. She is just, I, she's <laughs> not for it. I I'm a little upset. It, it's cash that could come in instantly. I know, but there's these little thing that women have that's called morals yeah. that I guess guys are we can't see them. They're invisible to us. <laughs> when it comes to that and God, it's, like, has more. it's like a dog whistle yeah. we can't hear it yeah no it's like that it's there button. though yeah it's at that decibel level that's just in between just can't like you're rude to that to that man who's homeless yeah yeah <laughs> bro, you walked up to my car <laughs> back up bro i told him to get, get out i got to get in the car <laughs> all right well zavi before we run out of time here i i always like to throw fast ones at our guests to just kind of be like whoa I like so it. I got a, I got a question for you. All right. Okay. You know, I'm ready. It's a it's a two parter. If you could be in any movie ever, what would you be in, and what would you change if you could change anything about it? I'd be in Spider Man. God damn, he's right. Wait, which one? Which <laughs> yeah. one? Uh, the new one, Far Away, uh, Far yeah, Away from can't home, touch, home. You can't yeah. touch the the, the okay the, the Tobey Maguire. Yeah, ones. you can't touch, can't touch that. That's, that's, that's I, I respect. That's a good choice. Um, definitely. Spider-Man for sure. It's my favorite superhero. I will be playing Miles Morales manifesting it now. Um, what That'd I would change. Badass. Man, I'm killing we it. We need the live action Miles Morales. Ready. We got into the Spider-Verse and we're, uh, there's the whatever. I like this guy. We need the live action one. She's right just so just passionate about this. God damn it, why don't we have the live action one? <laughs> the one time we want you to make live action something Hollywood, do it. I'd let Disney do the MCU and have the regular one. And then their Miles Morales one going simultaneously. I let him do. <laughs> I like him. Where did you guys like? We all went to school we, together. We, we, we it, was school. it was middle school, and then Chris and Austin were buddies. Still, they they made it all the way through high school. I then contacted Austin. I mean, I was in touch with them throughout like college mm-hmm. and stuff. But then when I got started with this podcast, I mean, they were already doing their thing, and we said, "Get the gang back together." I just meant his mental capacity. Like he. <laughs> Is oh, oh, oh like where did we actually get Man, him? I took ketamine before the show. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's psychedelics and finding yourself. My guy over here. <laughs> we don't call him outside the box. Psychedelic boss for no reason. There's gonna be Toby Maguire, uh, Tom Holland, Miles Morales. You're gonna play him. There's gonna be the peanut butter jelly mascot. <laughs> He's the fake villain of the whole franchise. What <laughs> he is in the making. Oh my god. Well, Zavi, <laughs> we we really appreciate you coming on, man. Especially on on such short notice. Thank it was you, like man. like, hey, man, we got we got to record for this week. Bam, let's do it. Bam, let's do it. We all off of work. All right, cool. Let's Banged do it. it. Well, Zavi, uh, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Any any upcoming things you can talk about? If you have an Instagram you want us to to put on the air, yes, you guys can check me out at official Xavier, um on Instagram, Xavier Harrell on Twitter. Now, for promoting, we do have a new. I am going to officially announce it now. It's in the works of post production. I'm very excited. It's called No More Parties in Vegas. And it is going to be a staple piece for Las Vegas. And we, the trailer will be out very soon. I'm excited for everybody to see it. Um, I can't go too much in the information, but 
it's there now. Um, that is what I'm promoting. And then, you know, I'm promoting all the actors out there, man. Everybody that supports me, supporting you guys. Um, you guys are amazing. Thanks for having me on here. And yeah, that's all I got, man. Yeah, of course, man. Like I said, we want to we want to get the, the the smaller guys on here. You know, we want to get you before you know. You know, we want ants. Yeah. <laughs> can we okay, can we say this now? Can we lock you in uh, for about three years from now? When so like we can make that a lock podcast. Maybe yeah. do like once a year just to keep you keep your close. Off. He's like, yeah, I'm three like Oscars in now. <laughs> We'd like to keep it short. short we don't want to get you tell you when yeah, you're you like, have to sign an exclusivity deal to only be on this podcast. Oh, that I mean, you know, I'll come I out got every the year. Contract. <laughs> I can print it out right now. Uh, and for for everybody listening, I'm going to have all these all these tags for Zavi on the on the show notes. You'll be able to find it. But uh, once again, Zavi, we appreciate you being on here. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. I butterflies.